Hello, podcast listeners and anime fans. This is Torin. And this is Andrew. Welcome to our seasonal episode of Anime Digression. So normally each episode we talk about a particular series, but this time around we're going to be talking about the fall 2021 season of anime that came out. Kind of guy to go through and discuss different ones that we're watching and talk about after watching three episodes of them, if we plan to continue to watch them or to drop them. So before we get into that, though, um, if you're the type of person who likes to watch ahead, the next uh, next episode that we're going to cover is actually uh, Sukumichi Moonlight Fantasy. So if you want to watch that series and uh, get on top of it before an episode releases about it, that's what we're watching next. Also for this... You'd be much better at saying that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what happens when you say it multiple times. Um, also, <laughs> though, for this, uh, spoiler alert, we are talking about stuff that is coming out in the first three or four episodes of these various shows, potentially. So if they're the type of person who doesn't want any spoilers at all, uh, warning, but it's only the first three four episodes, so there's not much spoiler-wise. Yeah, the plot hasn't started in some of these. Yeah. Some won't start at all. Yeah, yeah, some just don't have plot. Uh, most of them just, like, a little bit of a hint. Uh, with that being said, um, the few shows we're talking about that are not new and they're on like their second or whatever season, we're going to put those towards the end so that way we can put them behind another spoiler wall for you. Uh, with one exception, which is Restaurant to Another World, because it doesn't matter and we <laughs> want to talk about that show. So that one yeah. we are going to cover earlier, but uh, the rest of them, like Demon Slayer and all that, we'll put towards the end. That way we don't potentially spoil anything for those of you. Who want to catch up on them? Right. I mean, I guess that's about it. So, with that aside, uh, Andrew, what do you want to start us off with the first show? Uh, I'm hungry, so I'm going to start us off immediately with this uh, guy, Shodoku. <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> uh, Restaurant to Another World. So, Isekai Shokudo. Yes. I think I got that right. I don't know. I, that's a little closer. After doing this podcast for long enough, I said, I think I said Sudoku. <laughs> Maybe we'll learn Japanese in the course of the podcast. Maybe. Uh, no, yeah, I'm totally watching Restaurant. Uh, love that show so much. And uh, yeah, yeah, what do you like it, about it? It's mostly just a gorgeous food anime with not a lot of plot. Like individual characters have their own minor plots, but it doesn't really matter. It's just there to make me really hungry. Yeah, that seems to be a lot of it. No, that's that's uh, kind of what I like about it too. It's just a relaxing, calming, like food anime, which is great. Uh, I do sometimes wonder if I wish they got a little bit more into the food, like the actual making of the food, prep of the food, rather than like other people's reactions to the food. But yeah, I think pretty much the entire show is just like. Here, we're going to introduce you to this food. And then, like, you watch the reaction to the character. So it's like character story. And they're all up to fantasy the characters in another world who've never experienced X yeah. food. It's like, oh, they like don't know what tempura is. Yeah. Or tempura. They have to comment about pudding. how flaky and wonderful, like, panko breadcrumbs are and stuff. Uh, no, I, it's so calming and relaxing. And like I said, I think the only thing I, I don't even know if I care that much about it, but the only real dislike I have is that it makes me really hungry. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly why. But no, <laughs> Eat it's something beforehand or have something ready after. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's great for those who are interested in food or just want that type of show that you put on and you just have that like slight smirk the entire time you're watching it. It's just nice, calming. Mm-hmm. I probably should have uh, yeah, you did my phone. phone. Okay, then let's uh, let's go ahead and do that real quick. And while you're doing that, I'll introduce the next one um, because I already know what you're going to say. Yeah. And it is uh, the faraway paladin. For those who don't know, uh, the premise is that Will is a human child that is being raised by Mary, who's a mummified priestess, blood, a skeletal warrior, and Gus, a spectral sorcerer. The three teach and raise Will, which starts to expand Will's interest and curiosity of the world, uh, that about his caregivers. Uh, pretty cool premise. The show, what I like about it is that it doesn't, immediately answer all the questions which is really nice at this point the isekai nature of it doesn't impact it like at all in essence we just have a hint that in essence he's been isekai well yeah he's a reincarnated person but it's mentioned like once and it seemingly hasn't affected anyone yeah which is kind of nice because that means either going to go the route of it just not really mattering and it just setting him up with the premise of like why he's a genius and able to go quick or it means that they're going to make that a pretty pivotal nature later. So uh, I kind of like that about it. And it's really nice that they're setting up these like Chekhov's guns and uh, interesting aspects to the Pantheon, but not they're, just immediately answering them. They're, yes, they're adding aspects to the world which can be explored later. Yeah, I, I like that about it. Uh, the only thing I don't like about it is... Um, it's kind of slow for the first couple episodes because they're introducing the world, introducing the characters, and that I feel like it's only slow because you want the next episode to come out. Uh, that's possible too, um, but I know the third episode was a big deal because that's where it picked up. Like at the very end right. of the third episode is where it's like, okay, here's the the actual action. Like here's the the plot starting to develop, mm-hmm. and uh, that made it way better. So. It's one of those where I was pretty certain I was going to watch it, and then after the third episode, I was like, yes, I'm going to continue watching this, as long as they don't do something stupid. But, which I don't think you've... Have you picked up this one at all? You Absolutely. Yeah. I've been watching it from the start. Yeah, so nice. So nice. So I'm pretty excited about this one. I have a feeling it's not going to be amazing, but a worthwhile watch. Do you want to go ahead and cover the next one? What yeah, do we sure. Next? Uh, just keep, uh, keep me doing it. Well, uh, well, this no next one's all you. No Toronto, yeah. Yeah, because uh, you, I won't, don't believe you said you were watching this. Not um, yet. You're I... in uh, um, Vampire Cosmonaut. It's a modern world Cold War era. It's not USSR in a space race with the not UK. Uh, after, after a successful launch with with a dog, decide the next step in humanity's spaceflight is vampire spaceflight. Oh, of course. And they've assigned backup va- uh, astronaut Lev to be uh, to teach ir- the vampire Irina to be a cosmonaut. It's basically about a cute Sundari vampire and a really earnest human working through each other's issues and the overreaching hand of a Toltarian government. Wow. Who would have thought that would be a thing? 
yeah, and not USSR. Who who would have expected that? So um, did, did they actually specify what year like this is yeah, happening in? I don't believe so, but okay. I don't know our own space flight history very well, so it's probably based on real dates. I mean, if if they're covering Sputnik, it'd be 1950s to 1960s, somewhere in there. Yeah, somewhere in there. Because I think what we got to the moon in 68 or 69, I think, somewhere in there. Yeah. So this would probably be early 60s. That's why I was just curious if they were going with that technology, like that premise. Yeah, of... they're, 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 they're using the like real dirty uh, early, early technology. It's not fancy at all. Giant CRT monitors for yeah. everything. Yeah. Okay. That's cool that they're Pipes actually. And things. That's Near... cool. That's awesome that they're kind of holding that. It'd be interesting then to watch it from that perspective of also seeing how different things were, like without yeah. you know, cell phones and with super giant complex computers that are not complex, but complex for their time. That's really cool. No, this it's is one not... I want to pick up. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a romance, but there's, there's the hint of that in the first couple of episodes where Lev gets over his intense fear of vampires to realize that Irina's pretty cute. Yeah, that's just nice. Uh, it does it does make me wonder what with a vampire, what would happen to them if they were in space? Who knows? How, hmm. Exposed to exposed to the sun in space? Yeah. Who knows? That's oh, that's even a good point I didn't think about. <laughs> Hopefully they got really good shielding. Uh is there anything you dislike about it? Or is it going pretty good? My only complaint is we're doing the it's fantasy russia thing again or the fantasy not this country thing again it's uh, like why why can't you just say it's this country in fantasy land yeah because trying to i'm assuming this is a japanese anime uh yes not trying to do anything like that so yeah i wonder why they feel the need to like hide all these countries and not just use the actual countries um, I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe that's something about uh, Japanese culture that I don't understand. Yeah, laws. I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe the. Maybe it's easier for them to get sued over stuff like that. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. All right. Uh, I'll get into the next one then, which is uh, Taisho Otome Otogibanashi, or Taisho Otome Fairy Tale. Um, which I don't think you're watching this one, right? No, I took a look, and this isn't something I would end up watching, I think. Yeah, it's uh, pretty... I don't know if I would... I guess I would say kind of mid-range romance. It doesn't feel like it's a hardcore romance, like your mm -hmm. classic you know, high cute, school cute, on each other <laughs> type thing. Uh, no, but it's a... They say comedy. I haven't seen that so far, but drama, slice-of-life romance type thing. Definitely heavy on the drama and uh, slice of life. So the premise is Tamahiko Shima is giving or is living in isolation after being thrown aside by his family after an accident that lost him his dominant arm and mother. After living in isolation, and uh, did I fix this? Yes, I did. After living in isolation, Tamahiko has resigned himself to dying alone, and this has been challenged by Yuzuki Tachibana arriving on his doorstep as a bride sent by his father. Tachibana proceeds to take care of Tamihiko, giving him a reason to heal as their love blossoms. 
Um, no, I, I like this because it's, it's delving into that like adolescent uh, depression and that adolescent, adolescent emotion. So that premise of uh, the father, in essence, throwing his son aside because his son lost his dominant right arm. Most likely, it's actually his father blaming him for the mother's death. Assuming that's actually most of it, hmm. but they they hinge it on the concept of like this Did family's... his father cut off his arm or no? Uh, it's he got in an accident. He has his arm. It's just in essence. I'm assuming his strength is so low he can't do anything with it. Because it does show him like moving it around, but for the most part, he just kind of lets it dangle. He can't swing a sword, so he's useless. Wow, this is like a modern time thing. The big thing is their families. I repeat. Uh, yeah, his family's very well off, so they're huge in the business, like in business. So he's got a bunch of kids. They're all you know being raised to be super intelligent in business. Okay, so you're telling me all of his kids are messed up at this point? I oh think. yes, yes. And in the third episode, you meet the younger sister, super messed up, thinks everyone hates her. Um, she's the smartest of them. Therefore, she has a super sharp tongue. And therefore, everyone hates her. So I'm sure it's a catch-22. She was the mm -hmm. smartest, so she probably started to think people hated her. So she developed a very sharp tongue. So people hate her because she has a sharp tongue. So okay. uh, I really love the it's fact it's delving into that idea, though, of family conflict and that perspective of how people might see the way their family acts and what they're doing and get something out of it that's not necessarily true. So they, they have uh, blinded eyes. And... thing you didn't like about it? Uh, the main character is kind of annoying at first. It's like, it's so... They have him so wallowed up in his depression that, like, Yuzuki shows up. She's super pure, super nice. Uh, despite the fact she been she was sold to the family, or to wipe out her father's debt to the family, she's that like country girl, country like perfect wife girl, and the main character for the first two episodes just like whines. Yeah, it's just like I'm gonna wallow in my room despite the fact you're trying to be nice and like it. It gets annoying at first, but luckily by the third episode they start to have him opening up a bit despite mm -hmm. some issues. So you, if you kind of get past that first episode or two, it starts to open up and actually start the development, and it's a lot easier to deal with. So that okay. first episode could be rough. Uh, as you're, you're kind of watching this main character, you're like, dude, just, just <laughs> somewhat... Yeah. Just, just stop like every that, little thing, put you in your room. Um, to be fair, neither of us have intense depression currently so uh it yeah. might be more relatable to people with depression i am sure it is uh and so. yeah i'm sure that's going to be a big part of it so uh the next yeah, show i'm gonna watch it next show yeah next show on my list is um banished from the hero's party i decided to leave a quiet life in the countryside which sounds like a light novel and i refuse to try to read that japanese title because it will be here forever i mean i could try uh I, I kind of want to try. Okay. I'm going to try this. It's so freaking long. Shinno Nakama Janai to Yusha no Party wo Adasareta Node Henkyo no or Henkyo di Slow Life Surukoto ni Shimeshita. I'm sure that was not right. Let me know below how bad that was. 
<laughs> uh, do you want to give us the premise of the show, though? Show about um, Red, who previously was part of the Heroes Party, but he was told by one person that he was useless in combat, so he should just bail. Uh, so now he leaves and goes to the middle of nowhere in the countryside and opens an apothecary. Yeah. No, the... So I am watching this, and I like it so far. Yeah, it's so far cute, and not much has been happening. Yeah, um, and that's... I guess that's the one... That's one of the downsides to it, is I think it's easy to go into the show and it not follow your expectations. Because you kind of get that promise with the hero's party in the title and with the... That it's going to be action-y. Yeah, there might be some action. Not, there's a little bit of action in the first episode, but since then, I don't think there has been much. Um, but characters seem to act like mostly real people. Like, it's they're not caricatures exactly. Yeah, um, despite the fantasy aspect. I, I'd agree. Right. The main two characters uh, have had personality development, and they show this. Yeah, and slowly. And it's not a romance that is uh, in your face. Like it, it, it's believable. Are you serious? Well, it you know what I mean. Very in your face. What it's I mean. Disgustingly what I, cute. It's disgustingly cute. What I'm getting at is, uh, uh, it's it feels somewhat real. It's not like they they pick up on each other too quickly. And it's not that they, they looked into each other's eyes and suddenly they're in love. Yeah. And it's also not that way where it feels the main. So red does feel a little bit like, uh, I'm trying to think the, how the, the, the stoic Japanese protagonist. Yeah. I'm trying to think how, so he feels dense, but he doesn't feel to me, uh, like unrealistic dense. Like you can tell there's hints that he's picking up on what's going on. And he you just start, doesn't show it or say it. Yeah, you're you're sitting there going, okay, I think he's picking up that she likes him, but he's, he's either too embarrassed to want to like reciprocate, or mm -hmm. uh, he's still a little unsure. It's not like the the typical romance person that's dense, where it's like, dude, you, how are you picking up nothing? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like you should. So I, I appreciate the fact that it does feel realistic. Um, and it is disgustingly cute. <laughs> that is the downside to it. No, but yeah. I, I, I do it's like good. the fact that they feel like real people. Yeah. Um, it is good. I'll keep watching it. Yeah, um, I'm going to keep watching it. Oh, let's see next. Oh, all right. Ooh. Yeah, oh. I see that on that list. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, let's get into Shinkano. Oh, wow. Shinkano no. Mi, uh, Shirenai. Uchi ni kachigumi jinsei. Uh, the fruit of evolution before I knew it. My life had it made. Oh, I think you're, you're watching this too, right? I'm watching this. It's, it's trash. It's complete trash. I'm going to keep watching it. It's trash. So, so as, I was, as I was researching, uh, getting like the thumbnail worked out for this video that we're doing and, and checking out all these different shows... I kept seeing pictures of this popping up under like people's thumbnails and stuff for like best or most anticipated shows. Mm -hmm. Man, it's trash. 
like, I, I hope I hope this is people who are like, oh, that sounds really good, and then they they're not actually they, they talking about it background. after it came out. Yeah. Oh, this thing's so trash. So the the premise is that out of nowhere, a voice uh, addresses a school classroom claiming to be God. God announces he will be transporting the class to another world, and people should group up. Saichi, who is a loner, fails to group up as the class is transported, dropping in away from the other students. Follow his adventures, he works to survive in another world and becomes a champion. Um, this is a train wreck. It's <laughs> what do you what what do we like about it? I'm assuming it's the same for you. It's just stupid fun because it's so right. bad. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's fun to watch a burning trash fire, but you you don't have anything good to say about the smell. Yeah, if we if we actually cover this under an episode, it's it might be the first show where I'm tempted to give negative scores. Or something I will look is... up a Thethoris entry for the word trash. And... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just one of those shows that's so bad that it's almost good. Um, you have to go into it with that expectation of don't pay attention to the rules of the world, don't pay attention to how the world works or any plot development. It's like And maybe mute the thing while the main character talks. Yeah. Oh, man, such an he's so annoying but he's absolutely he's, annoying and he's intended to be annoying i'm certain yeah, if you if you go into this like, just wanting if you go into this just with the flow and just wanting to have a good time it's actually okay and i have a feeling it'll be decently rated by people from that perspective but if you go mm -hmm. into this wanting any sort of emotion any sort of plot or any like intrigue into consistent, how how the world building world. is yeah. yeah uh you're gonna hate it it's it's yeah. just it's so bad from that standpoint but you, you can't help but kind of smile over some of the stuff that happens and uh we'll see i plan to watch it but it is one of those shows where i could easily see myself six seven episodes in dropping if they don't develop right, any right. It, just, it just stalls out at some point yeah. If it's yeah. the same thing for six episodes or seven episodes, that yeah, I'll have enough of it. Uh, do you want to get us into the next one? Sure. We've got Sekai Saiku no... Oh, I, I struggle over this. Ena... Sat and Satsusha. Satsusha. Yeah. Isekai Kosuku no Tensai Suru, which is the world's finest assassin gets reincarnated in another world as an aristocrat. So after talking about a trash isekai, we're going to yeah, talk about it. Now we've a, got a good isekai. The opposite of the other one, where like if you like plot and story and world building. A lot of world building, actually. So we've got the world's greatest assassin who's trained as, a comp as part of a company from a young age has uh, decided to retire. Uh, he was set up to be an instructor for the company, but the company decided instead to just kill him instead. Yep. On dying, a goddess gives him an offer. Instead of having his soul wiped clean and reborn, he has the option to be reborn with his memories into another world. The trade-off is that he must assassinate the hero of that other world sometime between 15 and 18 years after his rebirth. The goddess provides him assistance, and a hero is reborn into a family of assassins. Yes. Um, I definitely like this one so far. Uh, what do you like about it? I'm assuming. I, I, yeah, I really enjoy it. It's got a 
interesting premise. The character, the main character is reasonable and he was really cool as an old adult assassin. Now he's a, a kid learning about the world and how they do assassins in the fantasy world. Yeah, it's I do like the 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 way they went about the main character where he went from being a drone in the real world to now like attempting to be a human. Right. Which is funny. The, the assassins in this world are trained to be humans first because it, you need humanity to kill people yeah. and not turn into a monster. Which is crazy when you compare it to the fact the company uh, in trained the, the, it from a young age regular world. Yeah, to be yeah. a drone. Uh, no, I love, I love the fact that they're, they're playing with that duality. I also love the fact that in this world, uh, magic, in essence, is up to imagination. Like he's learning the rules of the magic, and they're actually doing unique stuff with that. Mm -hmm. Where he, he he's writing his own spells at this point, which is partially protagonist powers and partially, yeah, yeah partially not. But most most of the other isekai, they they go for that. Okay, the magic's like what you can imagine, and then the main character just does cool stuff like make a big bomb or like whatever. Whereas in this world, it's like, hey, we're gonna. Make a gun which doesn't exist in this world using mm -hmm. magic, or make an artillery battery in this world which doesn't exist but magic, um, and talk about molecular structures at the same time. So for those who like that that unique imagination put on a magic system, uh, I think it does a great job of that. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious to see what other spells and uh, things he comes ends yeah, up coming up with. What he what he creates and comes up with. Um, I think this one, like one of the other ones we talked about, is doing a good job of placing little crumbs and setting up potential uh, Chekhov's guns to explore later. So it keeps your interest that way, where it's not just like, hey, here's something, and then immediately gives you the answer to that thing. Or where they're like, here's a detail, and then like the next episode they answer it. They're, mm -hmm. they're really stretching out some of these details. Um, and the biggest one, Chekhov's gun, is probably... When he asks the goddess, you're hiring me to assassinate the hero, but are you actually asking me to save the world? Which is probably the biggest Chekhov's gun where it's like, hey, do I actually have to kill this person? Or can I just neutralize the threat? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm really curious to see where they, where they go with the plot. Where yeah. they're going to go with that. Uh, the only thing I dislike about it is the the character is a little boring. Yeah, it's... currently very one note. And especially I think it was the third episode where uh, his training steps up and he has to actually kill someone. It, it felt like there was no development yet because he's mm -hmm. just like, oh, you want me to assassinate this, this, you know, this person? <laughs> She's dead. Like, you can yeah, tell there's, there's no, no hesitation. Yeah. immediately so currently they're setting up that he still has no emotion and he's a drone um, right so we'll see if they fix that but if if they don't that's going to yeah. be kind of be a problem i still want to keep watching it so i will i yeah i'm excited to keep watching it uh let's get into the next one. Oh, this is the one i think we really both oh, like the ooh. most um, yeah we uh digress a bit on this i think yeah komi sanwa wa Komyoshu Desu. 
Comey can't communicate. Uh, I'm a, uh, a sucker for romances, and this one's just right there. Oh, man. So the premise... I don't even really feel the romance in this, but not yet, at least. But that's partly why it's good. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, so the premise is that uh, Hirohito Tadano enters into high school with the goal of staying out of trouble. He immediately finds this difficult as he is sat next to Shoko Komi, the Madonna of the class. After being knocked out by accident, he wakes up to hearing Shoko meow. Shoko attempts to run away, but Hitohito reaches out to her after realizing that Shoka cannot communicate well with people. Hirohito communicates with Shoka through writing and comes to the goal of helping Shoka make 100 friends to overcome her communication disorder. Uh, such a good premise. Such a good premise. It's like, how, yeah. do, we, how do we take a romance and make it unique? First, these other you, high school romances? You, you give one person a communication disorder and have the other do all the talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, and it's so good for that. And I think that's one of the big reasons that it's unique is as someone who watches a lot of romances and uh, is really into them, it's such a nice premise to see, okay, what happens is in essence if one of the characters is kind of, I don't want to say shut out, but uh, just shut it, up. <laughs> it is shut up. Like just can't, can't communicate well. And it really adds that unique factor to it where a lot of the times the way they would do this is say have one character be super shy and the other one's just like hounding them and tries to open them up mm -hmm. and this one's just nice because it, uh, it's a poke, poke to open up rather than a shake well it's it's not even that it's so much that it's not that they're trying to open the person up as much as she already is open like she wants to communicate she is somewhat interacting but she just can't do it well so it's, it's mm -hmm. an interesting twist on it. Uh, what's yeah. some of the stuff you like? Uh, I, I know this is produced by Netflix. Uh, so if you can get a VPN and head to Netflix Japan or just wait a couple months for it to come out, but they put a lot of money into this. It has movie level quality in the places it does and the comical low quality where it needs to be. It's really well produced. That, that comical low quality is so well done um as i was looking for images for the thumbnail for this and trying to find images of komi-san like oh just the, the smirk every time she gets excited and they do the like super flat 2d and like the little freaking cat ears pop up mm -hmm. it, it's so well done it looks so good and yeah the the high quality of like this the typical animation is it is it looks gorgeous for that style because obviously it's it's not gorgeous in the same way that something like demon slayer is where they do very bright contrast colors and mm -hmm. uh that almost hand-drawn aesthetic that they have for like some of the demon slayer attacks this yes. is that nice muted like it's a classroom it's a style. soft yeah. classroom yeah uh i love it it looks great um dislike wise i don't think there's anything so far i got nothing i got nothing there's some of the stuff I was like, uh, you know, almost seemed like plot mistakes, but by the third episode, they addressed them. So I was like, okay, well, you guys got around to uh, addressing my problems. So mm -hmm. we'll see how it continues, but this is definitely, I'm going to watch it. Definitely keep watching. Yeah. Uh, what's the next one you want to cover? Uh, last on my actual list was uh, Platinum End, which is 
a real dramatic, kind of dark, uh, I want to say Battle Royale style show. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I like how we go from probably one of the most. The cutest, cutest to feel probably good ones. the darkest that we've seen. This is, I think, hands down the darkest anime I've seen since Kids Neighbor. Mm. Like, and then before that, it would be Death Note. Yeah, like, yeah, Death Note's a good comparison. This is dark, super dark. Uh, with that being said, like how with the last one, the quality was really good. I actually feel like the quality is pretty decent on this. Yeah, the quality is pretty good here as well. Mirai has resolved himself to death and attempts suicide. And uh, after dealing with his abusive relatives that took him in after his parents' death, um, he's saved by Nase, an angel. Uh, Nase grants him supernatural powers to help him live a happy life. Afterwards, Mirai learns that these powers made him a god candidate who must defeat the other 12 candidates within 999 days in a battle royale to become the next god. Yeah. I gotta admit, that's also one of the things I like about it is how they're exploring this idea that to be a good god, it has to be someone who has, in mm -hmm. essence, resolved themselves to death. Mm -hmm. to, to have given up. And then and also to have murdered a, a couple of other people, probably. Uh, yeah. Part of me wonders if, if they have to, and if that's going to be part of the premise of the show. It's like, Maybe. do you actually have to kill the 12 other people, or do you just have to get them survive, to or get them to else to die some or give up or get them to give up like because i think because i think he he says at one point like i don't want these powers i don't want to do this and i think nasa's mm -hmm. response in essence is that yeah you can you can give up but you will die yeah. is what the, she said exactly so yeah it's like we saved you from death so in essence for you if mm -hmm. you turn this down we'll just you're already it, dead We'll, we'll just kill you. Which, so that's why part of me wonders if that's part of the idea is you could just get people to, to give up, like just back out. So you don't necessarily mm -hmm. have to kill them, but they'd have to, in essence, kill themselves. No, it's a very dark, dark premise where it's like, okay, mm -hmm. these people who have committed to or attempted to commit suicide, we're now going to give you guardian angels and powers to fight to become God. You're all going to die anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I do. I think it looks good. I think the premise is good. Um, the downside is the thing I don't dislike isn't really a thing for me. It's just if people don't like a very dark premise with lots of uh, not necessarily gore because of the. Right. I mean, the first episode is a little gory, but. But yeah, since they have the white arrows that just sever someone's mm. soul and stuff, there's really not, I think, a lot of gore, but. A lot of death, a lot of dark thoughts and premise. Yeah, a lot of dark thoughts and premise. So, yeah. if it's not up someone's alley, then uh, you're not gonna like it. But no. if that is up your alley and you liked stuff like *Kiss Neighbor* and *Death Note*, yeah, uh, I think *Kiss* I think *Kiss Neighbor* is a good example because it's dark but has that slight romance to it, like that emotion between players and stuff. Because I think this one technically got labeled as romance. And I think we see a bit of that in the third episode. Um, so there's that little bit to it. And uh, yeah, you might like it. All right.
Um, I think you want to move on to the lightning round then. Yeah, we're going to get to a lightning round uh, because I've watched way more shorts than you. And a lot of these are not stuff I have too much to say about. So, yeah, I'm going to mention just a whole bunch of stuff real quick uh, before we get into the continuation shows. So first off, Build Divide Code Black. Um, it's a fantasy game uh, style of anime. Do you have a comment about this? No, I was holding my finger. I thought this was going to be even faster lightning round one. Two, yeah. three. No, uh, so the main premise is the main character has lost his memory, but has the goal of taking down the king. This is, uh, in essence, a Yu-Gi-Oh-style um, anime. So it's a card game. People have to play the card game and fight each other. Premises so by the card game. Yeah, Got it's it. similar to like an isekai. They're all in this weird world where uh, uh, if you're good at playing the game, you get to move up in society. If you suck and lose a lot, you end up in the slums. Uh, interesting premise if you're a huge fan of like card games, stuff like the Yu-Gi-Oh shows and all that. Uh, you'll probably really like it if you really hate the idea of spending a large part of an episode with people just playing a crazy card game then uh, you're gonna hate it seems interesting uh Mov love alternative so this is a like action drama it's a mecha it's a mecha anime uh general premise is that these beta or these betas uh showed up they attacked the humans like back in 1973 and they have the tsfs which are their giant mechas uh, or gundams um, that they're using to try to fight off the betas uh, if you like mechas, you like that idea of like monsters fighting people in mech suits, uh, you'll probably really like it. Dialves a little bit more into the premise of um, uh, there's like a little bit of time travel-y or, or like world hoppy, like parallel world type thing happening at the I same time. Love Love was a magical girl anime. Yeah, it sounds like it. Like the title makes you think that it is. But no, it's a, it's a mecha. Mm. So it's, it's interesting. Uh, Build Divide will probably keep watching and this I think I'll keep watching uh, both of them this one especially I feel like after 5-6 episodes I might end up dropping it if nothing else happens but there's promise uh, Talk to OP Destiny oh boy uh, it's the kind of action fantasy music um, same premise like these things showed up through an asteroid and they're attacking people these monsters uh, humans developed these music arts and conductors uh the whole premise is interesting the music arts are girls that represent particular music in classic like particular classical oh, no. music it's like the main character's music art uh is called destiny because it's based off of i think it's a beethoven song or bach what, not i think it's Child? bach i think it's bach um i know those of you into classical music i like classical music i'm sorry i don't know destiny very well um, but like there's some, I think it's like box third symphony is destiny. Anyway, the premise is that these characters help, uh, the conductors help control the music arts, uh, to kill these things. If you really like classical music, you might find the premise interesting. Uh, but otherwise it's just an action fantasy. Like they fight this these sounds monsters. sounds really dumb. I'm not touching this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, music in the concept is kind of interesting. Uh, the thing I don't like is the main character is really annoying. He's, he just wants to play music and he's like highly resistant to help and people like he's just obnoxious. Um, I'll keep watching it, but at the same time, I'll, I might drop this one like six episodes in as well. Uh, oh man, my Ruko-chan. Uh, it's a comedy horror. I think you said you, I think you've watched more than this than me. I've watched an episode. I, I, I watched one episode after reading this docket. Uh, oh boy! I agree with everything you wrote here. <laughs> yeah. 
so main premise is like Miko's high school student who can suddenly start seeing in essence monsters like gruesome and hideous monsters uh so apparently she just in essence pretends not to see them to try to like pr protect her sanity and like her friend she just yeah she just ignores things yeah so she'll just be doing something like be in her bathroom and all of a sudden this monster is like behind her and she just acts like she doesn't see it yeah, I don't like. I'm gonna give it three episodes. I'm gonna give it three episodes because that's kind of the rule. I might change my mind, but I doubt I'm gonna keep watching this because it's just. If you like horror, you'll probably like it. If you don't like horror, you're definitely not gonna like it. It's a lot of currently monster shows up. She acts like it doesn't exist. The monster eventually goes away, and then butt fan service and lots of butt fan service. First episode at least twice. Uh, she's like leaning over for some reason and they have her butt like as three-fourths of the screen eh. and then her her, her friend's boobs are, yeah. are the other half of the fan service yeah it's just man if you if you like butt and boob service or horror uh this is right up your alley it, it has to be both because i watched this entirely for the fan service and yeah. i can't stand the horror <laughs> if it was actual horror i think it'd be more interesting i think it's the fact that she just ignores like mm. it's like horror thing pops up and she ignores it that's not scary or anything anyway uh definitely not gonna probably keep watching but i will give it the three episodes because that's what i do uh i think the next one's something that you saw yeah i, I added this at the last second i watched 10 minutes of shika za zakura which is like a i think the premise was a like oni fighting with sentai teams but i watched 10 minutes and the cgi it's all cgi was so distracting i couldn't follow the plot and just gave up yeah yeah i kind of understand that i there's very few shows that use cgi that i actually can tolerate nowadays there's more and more i feel cgi anime first that classic style um and if it's not done well it looks horrible that mm -hmm. like 3d cgi style so yeah I doubt I'm going to even look into this, especially if you couldn't stand it. Uh, with that, we're going to get into uh, shows that are not new. They're on like their second season or newer. So uh, another spoiler warning. Uh, if you're not watching continuation shows like Demon Slayer, Shaman King, um, Jobless, um, then, uh, you know, maybe you don't want to watch the rest of this. Which are the three we're covering, I think. Yeah, we're covering those three. So uh, once again, spoiler alert on these three because I'm pretty sure some details will probably get covered. So with that, um, I guess we'll start right away with the obvious one, which is uh, Demon, Demon Slayer. Slayer. So Kimetsu no Yaiba, uh, Yukaku Hen. So Demon, Demon Train. Kimetsu no Yaiba. I love, so I love how uh, you have the Japanese, then if you look at the English translation, it's Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba. It's like they still don't translate the like season title hmm. um which okay so it's demon slayer i i'm trying to remember did you say you actually had watched it I, yet i haven't watched the anime version i've watched the movie which covers like the first seven episodes so i kind of skipped it i was told that the the anime has more details um so i might binge it at the end of the seven okay kind of catch catch up as mm -hmm. those are out yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, it's Demon Slayer. Still looks gorgeous. The animation's still excellent. Uh, I think it follows a lot of it. The thing I do like about this is the fact that they are uh, 
digging in more to I can't think of his name, but the the fire guy. I I don't I can't think of his name. Uh, Breath of the Sun Boy. Yeah. But I do like the fact that they are focusing in on some of these primary characters. And I hope they continue that where we kind of learn more and more about the different Ringet. Yeah, Ringetsu. Yeah, Rengoku. Rengoku, I think. Um Anyway, I, I hope they keep that premise where like potentially with new seasons or new stories, they kind of focus in on some of those those characters because they're all really cool and unique. And I mm-hmm. I really like his his premise, like his whole point. So as far as the, the premise for the season, um, they kind of spoil the first episode with the title of the season because this is all about the Mugen train. And that is one of the dislikes I have is right away they're like, or it might have been the second episode, they set up this idea that it's, you know, something's wrong with the train. They get on the train, they kill a demon. And if you didn't know the title of the season, you might be like, oh, cool. Like, <laughs> they, solved. it's solved. And then they make the twist of like, oh, no, that was just a little nobody oh, demon, right. a little minor guy. Uh, it's actually one of the lowers that is the problem with this train. So I feel like if the season title wasn't straight up, like, obviously, this entire season has to do with the Mugen train. Uh, that would have had more of a twist and more of an excitement to it. Uh, otherwise, you're like, oh, they killed the demon. Well, this entire thing's about this train. I doubt that was the actual demon. Uh, of course. Whatever. Yeah. No, but yeah. Nitpicks. Nitpicks. Uh, still, all, this, all the characters that we love, uh, you've got the main three plus him thrown in. Um, still fantastic art. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, if you like the Demon Slayer, you just keep watching this. Yeah, and if you haven't watched the movie, this covers everything. Yeah, still a worthwhile continuation, as far as I can tell. It doesn't feel like they're uh, dropping the ball or anything. So, if they keep that up, I'll definitely keep watching it. Um, do you want to cover the next one? So the next one is Jobless, which uh, I don't believe you started even the first season. So, nope. so this is on that list of. Uh, Oh, I didn't know this existed because I think the first one came out during my break of anime. Mm-hmm. You know, where I started up all this content creation. Didn't have time. Um, so yeah, I got to get caught up. So uh, the second uh, season of the Jobless is still following um, our reincarnated hero, Rudy, as they've they they travel back to their own continent. They're still traveling after the teleportation accident from the first season. Um, it's still gorgeous. There's still new characters. This first couple of episodes have been focusing on um, the smuggling across continents and the problems that came from the smuggling. It's great since I have no idea what you're talking about. It's just it like, was- huh? interesting yeah. like yeah yeah there were there were some problems that came from that and there's some time that comes from that i mean uh, uh, feel free to spoil stuff for me i don't care i'll still be fine but yeah well i mean i don't want to spoil things for other people oh, wait, that's, that's why we put a spoiler like, alert but... get, uh, <laughs> right um that's why we put these at the end right uh, we get we get to see some more culture of uh, uh, Ghislaine's family. So right. you, you meet the Beastkin. So is, I mean, does it feel like a worthwhile continuation? 
Or... Oh, absolutely. If you watch the first season, definitely watch the second season. Right. There's no loss in quality or anything. That's good, because uh, we can't say that about it some shows. Like, there's... And no, I'm not necessarily referencing the next one. Uh, uh, I'm referencing... I thought you were referencing the next one. So. No, I'm, I'm mostly referencing... go ahead with that. I'm mostly referencing uh, Baku no Hero, but oh. that, that newest season was too much setup and not enough meat. Um, anyway, no, uh, yeah, next I'm going to talk about Shaman King. I don't have much to talk about with Shaman King because I still have a bit of catching up to do, more of a, a referencing it for those who didn't necessarily see it because uh, I was on Netflix. I think it did pretty good on Netflix, but Netflix only had the first 12 episodes of the first season. And there's actually 24 episodes. So, uh, from what I can tell, it's a worthwhile continuation. And if you really like Shaman King and only saw it on Netflix, uh, go online, find the other 12 episodes and uh, new seasons out. And it seems like it's doing pretty good. I don't have much to say about it because, like I said, I still have a bit of catching up to do. Because I was one of those people who was like, oh, new season. Cool. I loved watching that and then realized that there was only 12 episodes on Netflix and that was a like 24 episode show. The problems with Netflix. Yeah. Netflix US prefers to drop everything at once and Netflix Japan prefers to keep the weekly sort of thing because that's how most anime come out. With that being said, they seem to be changing because I think they already started releasing. Which one were we talking about earlier? Is it Comey? Or they started releasing Comey on Netflix? I saw Comey, the picture on Netflix, and it said new episodes weekly. So I think they're starting to change that, which, way to go, Netflix. That's the way you should do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Get a global release, basically. Yeah, why not? I mean, even if you have to put a week delay on it for subtitles or whatever. Oh, yeah, here it is. New episodes weekly. They're... The, the first episode is out in English, or, or on English Netflix, and then the second episode says, available tomorrow as of recording, as I date the episode of recording. Uh, I think that was all the shows, though. So, yeah, in essence, everything I plan to keep watching, though I did mention a few that I wouldn't be surprised if I drop. Uh, <laughs> they don't get better. So with that, yeah. I do want to ask you, first off, what is your favorite show right now? I feel like Komi sends the easy top, but I kind of still love Jobless. It has such a good quality, and I've been a fan of it for years before the anime came out. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of high points in this. The like Paladin, excellent. I think still want to watch Irina Cosmonaut. I think there's a lot of. I feel like this season has a lot of um, mediocre or above anime. Like, I don't see too many that I think are completely horrible. Even the ones that do seem kind of trashy um, at least have their their points. Mm-hmm. Like, this is probably, I think, the so far, I mean, I've covered, I think I've touched 15-ish anime, uh, 14, mm-hmm. 15-ish, and I don't have a straight drop. Like, normally I'd have maybe two, three shows where I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch this. I think the only one that's close is the Meruko-chan, where I still have to give it two more episodes, and that'll probably be a drop. Mm-hmm. 
So it's a pretty decent season. Uh, I think personally, I'm a fan, a sucker of romances. So I think Comey's my my go-to Comey's winner for me. Yeah, but I can see that. I think Assassin, though, is probably a pretty close second. Uh, they're just so different. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard. We could do top of category, but then we'd be here forever. Yeah. And then restaurants, like, just, it's great. Yeah. It's, I can't put it at the top, but man, is that just floating there? Uh, yeah. It's really good fun. Is there, is there any shows that you, like, are, you know, the bottom <laughs> of the barrel, you're disappointed? We've already covered that. We, we've already <laughs> both covered that. It's uh, evolution. It's fruit of evolution. I think, I think it, Yeah. Yeah, it's it is for me a pretty big disappointment because even the first episode, I was like riding on a bit of a high. I was like, oh, this this seems unique. This seems good. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like a pretty good isekai. You know, there's, there's some slight issues, and then you get into the second episode and you start to see it unravel. Oh, he's dropped into a super high level area and somehow just doesn't die. Like, yeah. Oh, he's becoming broken. Like for some reason he. Everything he kills, he immediately gets like abilities and unique items. And well, that was that was the upgrade he got from God. No, because the, the upgrade. Loop. I thought his upgrade from God was the ability to control his uh, pheromones, or like his body. No, that was the second. Yeah. I think. it's just the so, second upgrade. So broken. He got two because he had no friends. It's so bad. It's just it's such trash. It, it's trash. But I'll uh, watch it because. But, but you should watch it anyway. Yeah. It's unique trash, I guess you could put it. Uh, we we both watched smartphone and complained about that. So, yeah, it's uh, but this one's so trash. I don't know that we can even do an episode on it. It'd be worse Not- than our Spirit Chronicles one. We'd <laughs> 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 just be ripping it apart. Uh, so, what do you think? So, as far as charts, okay. So, we're gonna do two of these real quick. As far as charts, not counting continuations. What do you think is going to be the top of this the show or season overall? Like just overall, top the highest rating season, show. Probably it's going to be Comey. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, it's it's been Comey was popular before the anime, like wildly popular. The manga is adorable. I haven't read it, but I've seen clips. People love that an- that that manga, and they definitely love the anime. <laughs> Okay. I agree with you. I think if you don't count continuations, I think it's going to widely rank to the top. I wouldn't be surprised if it wins a bunch of awards uh, on the Crunchyroll awards at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Probably main main heroine, it'll probably win, and just a whole bunch of them. Um, what do you think if you count continuations? What do you think? Is it still going to be the top, or do you think something else is going to beat it? I think Comey will still get the top because it has a, a wider appeal than Jobless does, and Jobless is what I would probably compare it to in terms of quality. Um, I'm, I'm gonna. So, but, but though Demon Slayer is up there too. I'm gonna. Demon Slayer also has a wide appeal. Yeah, I'm gonna say Demon Slayer takes the cake. I think overall it's gonna top the season. And yeah, probably because it Demon Slayer had much wider appeal not everybody likes like a cutesy uh slice of life thing even if you ignore the romance i think that's what it comes down to is um 
I've, I've, I've gotten a decent number of people into anime and romance is always the one that just doesn't go over usually as well. Like you, for some reason, you almost have to be more of an anime fan to get into like the romances, the slice of lives, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Action always is easier to get people into. Um, mm -hmm. Stuff like Baku no Hero, uh, obviously Naruto, stuff like that. Uh, right. And I think that's a big thing of why Demon Slayer is going to win this season is it is well done. It's gorgeous looking. It's got the action. I mean, the first season was already something that got outside of just this typical anime crowd um, and got into the more casual anime watchers. And I think it's going to win it again. Um, is it's going to have a wider audience, wider appeal, and it's just a good anime. So, Jobless, I think, is going to get close to it, but I, I don't think it's going to be able to get that broad of an audience. Sure. Uh, and yeah, Comey's just too, too niche to the anime group, like the hard, more hardcore anime people. Yeah, uh, that so makes sense. It'll do good, but I don't think it can beat the continuation of both Jobless and Demon Slayer. And I know if I had any chart pulled up, I think so far it agrees. They have Demon Slayer number one, Comey two, and then Jobless three. Wow. So yeah. that's slightly right different. With that. Well, but I think that is slightly different because at the start of the season, it was Demon Slayer Jobless Comey. So, mm. so far, so, if you. Comey pulled up a bit. Yeah, so far, Comey did pull up and knock down Jobless. That's Anitra. I don't know what live chart says. Do they even rank them? If they do it in order, yeah, it's sort by popularity. They actually have Jobless, Demon Slayer, and then Assassin. Wow. They have Comey all the way down at six. With, uh, I don't know if, the, if they order it the way I think they do. Uh, with that, I guess we'll start wrapping things up. Uh, if you guys have, you know, you want to dig into us or you want to recommend shows for us to watch, like I said, this is our seasonal one. We're going to be getting back onto uh, each episode being a different series. Uh, you can email us at animedigression at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at animedigression. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, hi, you can comment down below. Uh, or if you're listening on a podcasting service, please give us a review. Let us know how we're doing. On top of that, as I mentioned, we will be covering next... Uh, we're going to be covering, wow. Moonlight Fantasy. Moonlight Fantasy, there we go. Tsukamichi, uh, Tsukamichi, Moonlight Fantasy. I still so, need to catch up. I have totally stopped watching the, the well, rewatch. Well, it's a rewatch, so uh, I'm done with it. I got all my notes. I'm ready to go, but... Yeah. Uh, so we'll be putting that out, uh, hopefully. Well, from the time of recording, probably three weeks away or something like that. Uh, by the time you watch this, uh, potentially a week or two away, so... Yeah. Watch it, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy that as well. Um, I think that's about it. I don't think we have much else. So I with that, I hope all of you enjoyed this, and uh, bye. Bye-bye.